Ho, 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 ho. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Down to Watch. I'm Clarence. I'm accompanied, as usual, by my cohorts, Dan. And the silent one who's not sick. Speak up. Speak up, Mike. They want to hear your sexy voice. Come on. Come on. Just be like, nah. Just say Michael. Michael. There we go. There we go. Michael. Say it like that. Michael. Come on. Just say it. Michael. Michael. Come on. Michael. There we go. Okay. You got. You heard that, ladies. We've been getting a couple of requests that Mike doesn't speak up uh, that often, and apparently there's three sexy men in here, and they want to hear three sexy voices, not just two. That being said, I know we all listened to last week's episode. It was a throwback of sorts of our National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We got some interesting mixed uh, feedback from that. Some people felt that it was a little uh, elongated. Others liked the running commentary. It's a little something different that we did. Yeah. How would you? How would you feel after listening to it? Oh, I just asked my brother because I know my brother knows this film really well, and he he liked it. He thought it was good. He just he was upset we didn't mention something like that's how well he knows the movie. Oh, he's like, why didn't you mention the little girl that mentions um, shitting bricks? Do you remember that dude? Yeah. We talked over it. Yeah, because we were talking about something else, and when She's he told like me seven that, years I was old like, cursing. Oh. Yeah, like when they when she comes down and they and her and Clark Griswold have a uh, milk and cookies and and he, he's like language she says shit and bricks he says oh sorry shit and shit and uh, <laughs> shit and uh, oh something else I forget I forget what the line is but yeah, yeah she changes the wrong word you know that was the bad word so anyway yeah the fact that she learned that that was the whole thing about the socioeconomic uh, aspects of their life about how old they yeah. are and how they're raising their kids and she's just like her dad kind of yeah she's she, they were emulating yeah. exactly her dad so anyway so that's yeah, funny think, that he caught up, he picked up on that. Well, yeah, because I think so. I think people that really like that episode maybe, now, did, did he maybe watch- know the movie. They have to know the movie to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can listen to that. If you don't have a context, it's it's tough, you know, unless you're watching it, which it was kind of well, going to say, was he watching the movie as a running commentary? Was he just like he knows driving? it so well? He knows it like me that, yeah, I think he was just at work and okay. popped it on and, you know, he could tell he knew what was going on. So, okay. So that's the thing. So people just listen to it without the aid of the video might have been, it might have been a little rough. That, uh, that's fine. Okay. All right. It was fine. It was an experimental thing. And I feel like because we all knew that movie, so we could all speak to it. And just like any commentary track, it's always going to have some quiet parts. You say we all know that, but did our producer know that movie? Because he didn't really know Home Alone. Yeah, no, I've seen no. the movie like 30 times. Yeah, okay, yeah. We, okay. were, we were all on board. Wanna, That's why I thought that was a good movie to explore that. Uh, aspect of recording so now okay so so who's this week <laughs> well so that was the thing so last week we did something different we thought we'd we think outside the box for a quick second and do a running commentary uh mixed reviews i think i think the outcome was was executed pretty well i think the return on uh, people's receipts was not necessarily what they expected so this week we decided to go back to our old formula just so you guys can be happy. We're going to give you this Christmas gift, if you will. Uh, we're a week before Christmas. That being said, uh, by the time this debuts, it will have it will be Christmas. That being said, we watched a movie that was near and dear to our producer. And, uh, Michael, what was that movie? Yes, you made you you had a choice. He's well, gonna, okay, while we're waiting for he's Michael, giving me, he's, giving me, he's darting we're, he's darting death mm-hmm. looks at me right now because I'm making him speak up. No, it was because I was fixing a mic, but my, the, my pick, unlike the others, which was all super comedy, except for Home Alone, that was more violent. Comedic violence, that's about More it. violence than comedy. Yeah. My pick is uh, The Family Stone, 
And before anyone gets butt or anything about 2000, it. Wait, wait. The Family Stone, the 2005 Rachel McAdams, Diane Keaton, Craig T. Nelson, Luke Wilson extravaganza. That was some beautiful IMDb reading right there. That extravaganza? <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot to throw in Mr. Ed. No, dude. All these people we know. These are a lot of these actors. Everybody knows. This is the first but, mashup actor uh, movie. Yeah, but no, I was going to say, so like, I think we're recording this way too, and I was kind of pushing to record post-screening of this because we all, most of us didn't really know this movie that well. Clarence, you had seen it. I had never seen it. Mike knows this movie really well, so it was kind of a mixed bag. It could have been fine, I think, because like, we had some good little random conversation, little, you know, back and forth during the screening. To anytime kind of anytime you watch a movie with Mike, you're going to have some sort of conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to make little comments, you know, and you're just kind of preparing for the, for what we're going to talk about now. So, so, so Mike, tell us, Mike, why, do you, why is this your holiday movie of choice? Unlike you guys, it's not like a, you know, childhood nostalgia thing. Well, let's remind everybody, this movie was released in 2005, so that would be quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, for me. So it's a, it's but, a recent classic for you. It's recent. Well, yeah, I started watching this when I was in college, actually. And the reason I love this movie i cannot explain i mean as you guys have listened to me before you know i can notice problems in a movie pretty quickly and i see all of them i see every single one this one has i saw a problem it was an elongated face that was oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah that was a big problem with me of the star yeah. that's that's probably <laughs> one of the biggest mr. problems ed. with the movie the fact that mr ed was in this film but mr ed was one of the best ac- actresses <laughs> harsh yeah. harsh diane but keaton yeah, we... though i think was thrown down um, Let, let's let's take it back on. a little bit for I, those. This is a recent movie that, but some people may have not seen it. Uh, Dan wasn't really too familiar with it. I'd seen yeah. it a bunch. An ex girlfriend of mine. It was her favorite Christmas movie. She's like Mike. Oh my god, this movie's so great, so amazing. I saw it a bunch, and it was good. I, 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 I honestly, like I honestly, uh, she had. Yeah, she I had said little, I didn't sound like. That. You didn't sound like <laughs> that. No, you kind of did. You kind of did. The way I was about Home Alone, you kind of were like, oh yeah, Family Stone. I watch it every year, guys. Yeah. As we were watching this, as we were watching this, and I quote. We were like, oh, let's pause it real quick. He's like, no, I'll see it another three more times. Which, I mean, <laughs> you're going to see this movie a lot. This is your yeah. movie. It's okay. It's fine. I watch it every year. That, that was the whole point of the throwbacks. Yeah, exactly. This, this, is, this is your movie. So the thing is, is what uh, the, my question to you is, is what made this movie your movie? What is, about this movie speaks to you? Like I spoke to you and he spoke to you about more of our childhood and in terms of what we continuously well, have watched. I guess in a way I can throw it to my childhood. I wasn't raised in the normal childhood i guess what do you what's a normal childhood to you you know like the whole family dynamic and spending time with your family thing my parents are divorced my sisters are 10 11 years older than me i spent more time with my maid as a little kid than i did with my parents so i don't really have that whole family dynamic i want to spend time with my family thing so when i watch this i guess i i latch onto that i like how it feels like i think a real family would feel you know, where there's like a lot of drama and things happening behind the scenes, but they still kind of like each other. I don't know. I guess that's what gets it for me. That's understandable. So you had a big family. You have a big family. I've met your family. They, you have a big family, but they're not that close knit just due to the age gaps. And you kind of were like a, a you kind of felt like an only child, even though you weren't in that aspect. So when everyone came together, they're all talking about like, you know, hooking up with guys. And you're like a little kid and you have no one to look to to talk to and share these experiences with. 
I like your uh, well. You let's be honest. Decision on now. I'm just. I'm just because you were surrounded by females. Let's be honest, Mike. You are surrounded by females. Are you not? Yeah. But okay. It's never like that. Well, <laughs> well that's the thing too. Well, check this. Well, check this out. Look at the. Okay, so I bring this back full circle. Oh, Dan, move. The little girl. The little. The little girl. Yes. She. You notice how she has no one really to share these experiences with, except for. Uh, Claire Danes, who... Well, I still feel like, though, in the movie, she's part of the family. Like, my family, we're very... So you, you weren't even that close? You weren't even like her? No. Okay. Not really. Yeah, because the thing is, is that, like, a lot of these people don't see each other all year long. And you guys, I think you guys always live close to each other, but you just always feel like, you know, there's that thing with, like, when you live close by, even if you don't see each other, you always feel like, oh, I'll just see him. I'll see him around. Or, like, just being close enough is good enough, and then you don't really do the big celebration whereas this these guys are all getting together coming back home for the holidays and so i mean that's essentially the premise right mike i mean we we just saw it it's the family it's a your typical upstate new york you know back east new england kind of family in the sense of every the big family everyone's spread apart everyone has different lives everyone's doing their own thing they don't really Mm -hmm. communicate that often maybe this is 2005 so they don't facetime but maybe they send a couple emails on that imac you know yeah exactly and uh every once in a while they make a phone call on the rotary telephone you know (laughs) rotary and then yeah no what other than that this is like their real chance where they literally take a week or two off from work or their busy lives to go visit the family and thus, yeah. so we're set up with this whole premise of everybody's coming together for the holidays. Everyone's getting together for the holidays. Right. So you never had that experience of getting together for the holidays. You kind of were just always in the same place at the same time. Well, no. I mean, my mom's side of the family, before Christmas, we used to have this thing where we'd meet up and try to, I don't know, like do Christmas stuff together. Okay. But in my family, everyone's so much older. There's only like three of us that were my age. So, Thanksgiving at the kids' table must have been weird. Oh, no, we never meet for Thanksgiving in my family. Oh, wow. <laughs> but there you go. I did, we, we meet for Christmas somewhat, but never Thanksgiving. Okay. So this is an interesting pick for you then because it's not the typical. Yeah, it's definitely not thing. the typical. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's like a. So this movie kind of warms your soul and you're kind of like, this is how I wished my family was when I was a kid. I wish this is how I grew up a little bit. A little bit of that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So you're like, like I, I wouldn't understand like the Home Alone family where they're like taking their nieces and nephews to Europe. That's weird. Like that makes no sense to me. Okay, <laughs> but in this See, one but, where okay. they go, where they go and visit the parents' house. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like that. That seems logical. You know, that makes sense. And what makes this weird for me is that they all come off the way the image is, is painted. Is they all seem like you know a pretty affluent family? They kind of have their shit together, you know. They can afford to have all these kids, and these kids are doing well for themselves for the most part, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things seem to be together around the house, and then it takes Mr. Ed to come into the picture and really. <laughs> Should sh- we explain who Mr. Ed is in case? Oh, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, gamuck, gamuck, gamuck. Hocus pocus. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, what was that? Pick, not Carrie. picket fences. What was uh? What was that show? You remember that? Where she had a. Uh, remember she had those glasses. She looked really ugly. What was? Oh, well, I mean, wait. I'm talking. Show? What am I talking about? The past or future or the present? <laughs> I can't really remember. Um. Uh. I don't know, dude. I know her from LA Story. That's all I was mentioning. Okay. Her okay. Her body was, was funny because that. that was like, yeah, that was when she was just trying to become uh, kind of a sex symbol, and she kind of had this uh, vague, uh, cutesy ditziness in that movie, and. It was pretty attractive, but the thing is, is that oh, you mean her she, going forward, she, you mean that was acting? 
Yeah, she was okay. actually okay. acting. Yeah, it was the like, the most acting I think I've ever seen her do. And besides this movie, which she's overacting, I feel like a lot of times. She's, she's really, really trying really hard. She's and trying by, really hard to be this fucking bitchy. Like, and by her, we do mean Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> also yes. known as SJP, who's uh, also Mrs. Broderick Matthew. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she's not supposed to be the main character. I mean, it's called the family stone. Um, she's yeah. not the main character, but somehow she, I feel like much... everyone is the main character, but here's, like the, an ensemble. But here's the thing that the running thing throughout this movie is her and her attitude and that whole, like she becomes the main character due to the fact of she plays this character so well. She's this uptight businesswoman who, <laughs> I thought you were going to say bitch. I mean, I could have, <laughs> well, I could have said the other, I could have said a few other words too Tuesdays. about her. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kind of, uh, That's really what she is. Rachel McAdams definitely felt that. Yeah. So I think as Diane Keaton once said, uh, she had a silver spoon up her ass. Yeah. Or anybody that has a silver spoon up their ass at some point is going to be polite or whatever. whatever she yeah. Even though they seem like line. they're upper middle class anyway. So. But that's the thing. That's my point. The minute you, you get that image of them real quick just by the, the material things and the way everything's set up and how organized the family seems to be. It's a big family. This guy's coming in this time. Luke Wilson plays the stoner brother from Berkeley who misses his flights. Typical. Yeah. We've got Rachel McAdams driving the beat-up Volvo from 1989. You know, the, she's still in college. The hatchback. She's in college. But meanwhile, they've got this great house. Everyone's coming together. Okay, seems pretty normal the stereotypical american family yeah then he comes then their son everett comes in he comes with sarah jessica parker they've never met her or i think the parents had met her once when they no, were no, in new no. york they had never met her this younger sister had met yeah, her. yeah yeah rachel mcadams like in new york or wherever yeah rachel mcadams one time character the is the brother. younger sister to everett who's the older brother doesn't doesn't like her he doesn't because it's her brother of course yeah, she's, she's telling like, the family she's preparing the family like listen to the, like this girl she's gonna do this thing she's gonna yeah. clear her throat she's gonna do this she's gonna do that so she sets right. up this whole scene where or she sets up the whole picture by basically saying all the horrible things that she disliked about her so the family's yeah. already on edge she comes in and now we see her and she's wearing all black she's very uptight she has awkward handshakes she doesn't know yeah. how to carry a conversation with them right. as if she does it's almost like the house is a step below what she's used to the thing is they're on their best behavior and you feel like okay everything's normal well she's the one she's the one that actually by her being so overly polite and uptight and trying to be and being anal about everything Mm -hmm. that fucks up the the family because now well this is what mm -hmm. i was going to say is that the family family. yeah that's the thing she does she eventually does that's what I like about this family is that they're very honest and they're very different than a lot of families that just kind of roll with the flow of, oh, you're dating that person? Okay, that's fine. But that's, like, even if you know that's the wrong person, you're still going to – they're still – this family's different because they're not – they're like, no, dude. They're like telling her outright or telling him outright that uh, she's not right for you. And you but, can tell – But they that, weren't – they didn't – you know who said it first? The deaf gay brother was the one that was like – when he was looking at rings, they're like, oh, this is serious. And then the mother says, you're not, she's, I'm not giving her my ring. Actually, yeah, the, that, that was before that. Because that. that's why they were looking yeah. for rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, you get the vibe that everybody knows what's up and that he's kind of wearing black. He's like kind of a black sheep in a way, in a weird way, you know? Like even though he's the older brother, everybody... But I feel like he's more just the, the more mature. Like I feel like he's the one that's kind of lived a little more. He's done it, you know, he's like, but he's like Michael's sisters. Like they're... They're old. They're like eleven years. He's not, you know, eleven years older than you know the the pregnant one or Rachel yeah. McAdams per se. But he kind of is a little bit more mature. He's a little bit closer to the parents than mm-hmm. he is to the children of the family. 
He is, yeah, but the thing the is, he's, he's portrayed as losing his way and kind of not yeah. being in touch. Because the mom says, you don't know. He, we, I'm afraid our son doesn't know who he is. And, yeah. Or the dad says. The but dad the says movie paints it almost as if Sarah Jessica Parker is part of that reason. She's pulling him well, further. Of course. They say away that. From yeah. Because yeah, yeah, when he yeah. comes, That's when why. they come in, remember, they're very sterile and very, hey, nice to meet you. Nice to, you know. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, fast forward to 15 minutes later, you see the family isn't what it was quickly what it was established to be. They are chaotic. Yeah. They are quirky. They do have their weird things. They're right. very blunt with one another. They do talk shit. Yeah. And Rachel McAdams is the instigator of all of it. And then you find out that the whole family is that way. And yeah. she's the outsider trying to blend in. And every right. time she tries to assimilate within those scenarios, she can't quite grasp onto it. And the harder she tries, the worse and worse it gets. So yeah. much so that Luke but, Wilson has to come in and say, you know, like, loosen up. Like right. stop trying. That's stop why I like trying. this movie because, like, usually in these movies, exactly. it's it's that that we as an audience and like us with the family who are hating on her have to change around her. But instead, they, the 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 movie makes the case that she needs to change, and thus the family will change around her, which is what happens. Exactly. That, that's one of the reasons thing. I love it. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, take on like that, that usual kind of uh, trope, you know, of like a conflict being resolved in a in a different way. So, um, but the con. I mean. I don't know. It's just when she. I feel like every. Have you guys ever? Have you guys ever brought like a uh, like a girlfriend back home, like to meet the parents Never. for the first time, kind of thing? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so separate, here's the thing. I've got. I've had. These, I'm not dumb enough to do that. See, I've ha- I've had these moments. Uh, I, I guess I'm incredibly. Uh, You're also stupid. only child. Uh, yeah, I am. But so I. It's different. No, no, no. But it's meeting my family, meeting Drew, Jane, okay. JD, Nathaniel, it's not it's just that it's George, early. Uncle Tay, Kim, shout outs, Nick, you know, meeting my family. So meeting them when we're having Thanksgiving or having Christmas, yeah. I've had to do that, unfortunately, several times. Uh, <laughs> and so that being said, it's a little awkward because it's not awkward for me yeah. because I know my family. Yeah. So like if I'm him, I know how my family is and they're going to love you. Like they're understanding, they're normal, you know. If I'm with you, they trust my judgment. They're not going to criticize you. These are all in. These are thoughts that are in your head, Sarah Jessica Parker. And you could tell right away she has all these idiosyncrasies in her head about everything. Yeah. She has these yeah. premeditated thoughts, or these, she excuse me, she has these thoughts in her head that aren't quite the reality, but they end up becoming the reality because mm-hmm. she's forcing issues. Mm-hmm. And so I've had well, ex girlfriends that would come in like, "Oh, they're not going to like me. Is this good? Is this appropriate for them? Is it this? It's that." It's like, as long as you're wearing clothes, it's fine. Like, just yeah, fucking yeah. throw some clothes on. Let's go. Don't and overthink it. Don't yeah, try don't overthink it. Yeah. And you sense you sense that with her in a little bit, but mm-hmm. she she's always on edge. She's always on edge. And mm-hmm. I feel like anytime there, there's one girlfriend, but other than that, the others they they were wanted to put on the the right impression with the family yeah, they wanted to yeah. impress them because this is the one time that they're really pressed to make an impression right you know this is that one moment yeah and so this movie harps on that fact that she this is her first time really trying to get together mm-hmm. she just doesn't understand this family is so tight so yeah. tight and like it's comfortable but it's almost uncomfortable as a viewer at least for me because it was i wasn't used to i haven't been around all of that necessarily yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean well i feel like the only one of us who can actually get test to this is dan because that's what i feel you have yeah. siblings that are closer in age like he's an only child right my siblings are so old that i'm basically an only child so what mm. is that like like having siblings that are at a close enough age what do you mean like in terms of the movie well yeah and in the real closeness? life like your your life the way your life works like your siblings have recently gotten married how did that interaction when you met their significant other go down uh i mean there was not that big reveal like i don't know it's like Sometimes things can coincide like that. You'd have to speak to the greater family, 
I think about that. But for the most part, it's like if it wasn't somebody that was good for them, somehow that would that would translate. Like I think that's important for the family to like whoever the person is. And it's almost subconsciously like you know that um, for this significant other to be like somebody of, of importance, like it would have to work with the family, you know? It's almost like you, you're heading it off at the past. So like, there's never been like that conflict really. Okay. Like it's always been somebody that pretty much fits. Um, I mean, there's other family members that have brought people that you can tell it's just like they don't vibe with the See? family at all, you know? And it, but it's like that's why this movie and this family is, is special because they're willing to defend their family members because they know if they know what's right for them. Yeah. Sometimes your family knows more than you what's exactly. right for you. Like this dude Diane lives Keaton. in New York. Yeah, exactly. And this dude has kind of been separated from you get the, the 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 feeling that he's like living this other life when he's not with the family. So when he comes home, it's kind of a wake up call and it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, I'm with this girl, but it's like she's like a New Yorker style whatever professional type, but it's not really the root of who you are where you came from, you know." But that's all that's that's all we see of her. That's all we know of her. We don't see yeah. any substance really. We don't really get to see inside of her as a woman as a as an individual we just yeah. know her as the piece you know right well and that's they, why she until, tries no no no. we don't know we don't see that until we have someone introduce her to the other side of life which she's been missing out on which she forgot she kind of forgot her she lost her way and that's when luke wilson is after well, after shit hits the fan so many times she has that breaking point like i brought an ex one time to thanksgiving and it was it was fine, and then about an hour or two in, she started breaking down, crying. I had to spend an hour away to calm her down. Like it got really fucking dramatic. It was kind of yeah. like Sarah Jessica Parker in a sense. It got a little dramatic. And you right. broke up with her. Right? Uh, we were, we ended up moving in like six oh months God. later. It was terrible. <laughs> you remember this one? Oh uh, yeah, God. yeah, her. <laughs> so you're crazy, right? But anyways, the thing is, is you had to spend that. There was that cool down period, try to make things better, blah 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 blah. And then everybody was cool and cordial with her after that. But it, but that particular moment, things got so intense, she didn't know how to handle the situation. Sarah Jessica Parker had this happen. How many? It was like three days in a row. Things got worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Well, and it wasn't until the brother Luke Wilson stepped in and was like, "Yo, chill the fuck out. Let's go grab a beer." And she's like, uh, "A beer? Like, are we gonna? Can we have a Cosmo a martini?" It was like. No, we're just going to have a fucking beer and chill the fuck out. Yeah. Relax. Put your hands back. Relax. Do this. She's like, this is uncomfortable. Relaxing for him, What was relaxing for him was uncomfortable to her because unbeknownst to her, that's what relaxing is. Doing something, you know, just doing, well, yeah. the, uh, doing something that you're not used to. But I was going to say, like, from the way I view it, the first time you see the real her is when her sister first shows up. And I feel like the real her when is they're in super the bathroom, competitive. I'm trying to th- Well, no, I'm saying in general, like. I think she's super competitive, and that's why her personality is the way it is. Because she feels like to be perfect Actually, is how she's the winner. And as soon as her sister shows up, she becomes competitive with someone she asked to come out to help her, which doesn't yeah, even make sense. You know, like that's I feel is more the real her than the drunk her that you see towards the end. Well, that was her letting loose and relaxing, and that's how she was after the fact. With the sister, I think that's actually that's a valid point. I did forget about that moment that they had where she was like, you know, you're smiling. They're having fun, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you need me here for? Like, why am I here? And yeah. she looks at her like, bitch, don't say that. Well, no, because I she, need you. she fits in right away with the family a lot more. So in that situation, she was just like, what's the problem here? Like, it seems fine. Which yeah. she doesn't realize is her, you know, her sister's a head case. So. Yeah, but I, I feel like she, she knows realized. that her sister's a head case. I think we because if yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, she knows her. I mean, she knows her sister's. No, a head she case. tries to say it at the table after she has her uh, anti-gay 
anti. Right. Remember the sister's like, I know she may come off a certain way, and then the mom cuts her off because she's trying to pump back up her her gay son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she knows that she's a head case, but she's trying to explain it. She, but she's trying to justify the way Sarah Jessica Parker is trying to justify the fact that she didn't mean that. Oh, I'm, I'm you're normal. You know, why, don't you wish for a normal son? You know, like that's actually I guess it makes just, it awkward. We should just go to that discussion because that's such like to me it's such a poignant moment in the movie. The whole gay. Dis- that's where you. That's discussion. really how you understand. The, how close the family is and how yeah. open they are with everything. Because, like, I've seen that happen in my – well, my mom's side of the family. We've had, like, gatherings and someone bring up something like that. And my family – or my mom's side, I should say, is very territorial. Like, there's a lot of fighting in my family because there's so many girls and they're all the same age. So it's always just bickering and BS happening with all of them. But if you attack one, it's like... You guys band together. It's like the whole group turns. And I can't really say, like, the guys we get involved because, again, we're so much younger than everyone else. Like, all the boys in my family, there's only four of us, and I'm the oldest. And then we're all about a year or a year and a year and a half apart. So we just kind of sit on the sides and go, okay, (laughs) I guess we'll see what happens. And in that moment, I thought that was a great moment in the movie because... Not only does she just dig herself a deeper and deeper grave, but at the end of it, he doesn't even let her slide. Like, he's like, maybe you should explain what you mean. Because even he's like, this is my brother. I'm not going to let you attack my brother. Whereas in most movies that he would be like, get off of her. Leave her alone. You know, why are you guys being mean to my girlfriend? Oh, you're talking about Everett. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that moment because, you know, it brings up a big issue. But at the same time, it doesn't take away from the family dynamic they have like even he is that like, was i'm not gonna let you bash my brother like that i feel based on my recollection <laughs> i feel like that was the turning point that's where things started to change um between his relationship with her and the family because at first you know he was like give her a break ma give her remember that whole moment in the kitchen yeah he's like please stop stop like he wanted to say shut the fuck up but he's <laughs> trying to be as polite as possible um and he well, was the like, dad has the best shut the fuck up without saying shut the fuck up well yeah exactly <laughs> But at the end, but he's trying to tell his mother, like, look, this is this is my girl. You guys are getting on her. And he tells Rachel McAdams he finally steps because Rachel McAdams is a real see you next Tuesday kind of girl. She really is. She has in, that same aspect. Yeah. So in a way, yeah, they're they're like the same type of personality. So then to them, that's always like going to come. They like gang sports. up on her. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, the 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 black gay boyfriend doesn't say a fucking thing because he can't say anything in that scenario. But he's yeah. more of a family member than she ever will be. Right. The the deaf son. Wait, what what moment are you talking about? When the dinner he, table, right? The, yeah, so... The during scene. the gay conversation? No, okay. So that's the, <laughs> that's the turning point. Yes, that's yeah. the turning point. But right before when they had that whole kitchen argument where he kind of set things straight, it was like, okay, he he's protecting her. He's defending her. Oh, okay. You're talking about like the right, morning of, right before, before the dinner. Right okay. before. Yeah. So he's defending her. And then... And he calls out the mom. He's like... He calls out the mom, calls out the sister... Gives her, give her a chance, yada, yada, yada. So we already have this thing where, okay, he's got his girl's back. This is what we expect. Then the minute she starts saying something about the brother, you kind of feel like you know what she's trying to say, but all the words are absolutely horrible. The but, order in which but didn't she's you saying feel them. like yeah. he was going to help protect her there too? That's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying I love that scene because he doesn't try to protect her. He's like, no, this is where a line is and you just crossed it. So you need to dig your way out of this because even I'm offended. And before then, she was making all these little quote unquote mistakes in all these scenarios where it was – 
he would defend her just be like yeah. come on like she didn't know that he was allergic to mushrooms he didn't know that you know, she didn't know this she didn't know that and now it's like this is unforgivable like that's a big check or that's a big strike in his in his mind you know and he's thinking about marrying us or he's going to marry her he's going to propose we we yeah. have that set that he's not going to get the family ring to pass down to give to her because the mother doesn't want that because the mother doesn't like her now we have this whole moment well, where she, it's not that she doesn't like her she doesn't think he's right for him Every mother's going to have that feeling pretty much about most most <laughs> like that's just how mothers are. Yeah, but in this case, it's like everybody in the family knows that. And like I said, like and they're playing he knows, you feel like he knows that though. I feel like it's kind of like he. No, no, he does. He just has to be waking up, woken up to it, and that's the whole process. And that's the, the moment where so, it kind of I feel like that awakens that whole other side of the movie. Well, yeah, because I feel like I agree with what you're saying. Like that moment to him was something that he just couldn't look past it's irreversible behavior you can't because she is like basically attacking his little brother who's not only gay he's deaf so you know like he's he's, gonna be even more defensive for him you know that in this that this shows too like how how out of touch she is yeah because this whole family like everybody kind of has their own weird issues in that immediate family except the gay boy the gay the gay uh the black guy Who's yeah, the gay boyfriend. boyfriend? Yeah, his well, boyfriend. husband. They're marrying. Oh, and the right. deaf gay yeah. guy. And the deaf gay guy. Like they're the most sane, most with it people in this movie. Basically. Yeah, they are the center. Well, yeah, the, them and the pregnant sister. No, but the pregnant sister has, the, has the husband. Uh, who's husband, always yeah. gone. Who's yeah. always everybody gone. has something. That's yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she if she can't pick up on like the fact that the gay and the the, the deafness and all these things shouldn't even matter at all because they're the most with it like. You know, kind of perfect people in that family. That's so the thing. On the out, on the it, adds to it, it adds to it even more. But you guys though. realize why it happened, right? Like, what do you mean, why? it's is what I was talking about earlier. She's very competitive, and what happened was is her sister made a comment that seemed a little out of line, where she was like, "Do you care what race the baby is?" And they oh, all yeah, joked yeah, yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just like moved past. Can I it ask because, you a personal question? She was polite yeah, about it. She was yeah. polite, and she like it. It wasn't that offensive, but it was still like some people could be very offended by that. So then she saw that go by, and she was like, "Oh, well, let me try my semi-offensive question, see if it can slide." And instead of being able to like you know politely just let it go, yeah, they didn't gloss she over. She just it. kept digging herself in and in and in. Well, yeah, and, dude, but she's just got a problem with she, everything is literal, dude. So many things, like even when they go to get a drink. And she, he's like, relax. And he like literally puts his hands behind his head, like just stretch back and relax. She takes that literally and tries to do the same exact thing. It's like, dude, you're a stupid idiot, <laughs> fucking literal. I bitch. think I heard the word idiot over doing? twenty times when <laughs> referencing Sarah Jessica Parker coming out of Dan's mouth. Yeah, <laughs> the, the first, whole movie. The first time you're like, ah, oh, that's a stupid mover. That's idiotic. Her actions are idiotic or stupid. Yeah. But then it comes to a point where it's like. No, these actions are stupid and dumb because you are stupid yeah, and dumb. You're literal and you're just like, yeah. You literally you are can't dumb. think outside of your own dumb head. Yeah. Well, so, would you say that she's so literal she's... because she's so scared of this family and trying to fit in? Absolutely. Or Absolutely. No, no, she's no, just no. like that in her normal No, no, no. no, no I, I think, think she is. I think, like, oh, okay. Yeah. She is, but I think exacerbated a, by the yeah, fact of right. the, the family, the scenario, mm-hmm. the situation. That's what I was saying. Like an ex girlfriend who might have a little bit of these tendencies, you put them in this situation. Now it's like, uh, what do but I do? The thing is, she overthinks everything. And that's what Sarah Jessica Parker does this whole movie. She overthinks everything because she actually does care what everyone thinks. And Rachel McAdams says, That was the best line. That That was one of the best moments where Sarah I don't just, really care what you think and then <laughs> and yeah and then Rachel McAdams looks her dead in the eyes and goes Dude, but you do and then takes a sip of her coffee like it like, like Kermit genius. like Kermit drinking yeah, tea yeah. <laughs> those memes were Kermit drinking tea it's none of my but business. like I feel like to get even her 
to get in that headspace. I feel like she shows up and she could care less what they think about her. You know what I'm saying? She's just doing her own thing because she's such a vapid person. It's not until she's treated differently and realizes she's an outsider, which is a rare thing for her in her power, her power world, you know, of like professionality that once she realizes she's outside, she has to go into emergency corrective mode. And how do I, you know, make these people like, I agree. It seems impossible. So yeah, so it's she, like, every time she tries anything, it becomes worse. She tries to be likable, yeah. and you end up hating her. Yeah, because if the family saw her begging for their, you know, and kind of, you know, asking them how they're doing, whatever, like the sister did. You see the sister. Well, she was like, she was like, good right morning. Away. She's like, good morning. And yeah, like, and they see the girl crying or whatever, and they immediately run to her. Why is she crying? Why is she crying? You know, because it's like we care. They care about that person right away because she shows that you know empathy and compassion or whatever. So well, because she said she was human. So, like Sarah what? Jessica Parker walks in and she's like this robot. She is a ro- oh, she's a complete robot. Yeah, I and, am and this Sarah family Jessica is like Parker. very anti-robot. You know, they yeah. want it. They want it. They're trying to make her feel at home and make her be one of them you know, by treating her the way that they they treat each, each other. other. Yeah. but mm-hmm. she's not used to that and she takes offense to it and thinks like they don't like me. They don't like me. When they do, they're that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're trying to make you feel welcomed, and yeah. to her, that's not a welcome feeling. Right. You know, and I think Luke Wilson kind of helps bridge that gap a little bit more. But then things take a turn for the worse because then she's a sloppy drunk and then she lets it all out. And then she <laughs> tries to she invites the the cherry popper, you know, to Thanksgiving to yeah. someone else's house. Like, you don't right. do that. Like, if you're trying to make an impression of you, know, you just yeah, little that's kind of a, that's something yeah. that you just wouldn't do. You're going to invite yeah. some guy that some girl banged like, you know, what, right. eight years prior or whatnot, lost her virginity to. Yeah. Who they talk about. Oh, he's been pining. You know, ever right, since right, then, right, he got a yeah. taste of something that he must have liked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why. Oh, that's yeah. what I loved about Diane Keaton. Her character was just so. It was so natural. She was just well, yeah. That's like the other thing. Down. Like she's like the mom. I, I think I wish I had. You know, yeah. she's just like so down to earth, so real with her kids, and she just she's didn't give them like a chance. She was like, "We're not going to play bullshit." Oh, this is bad. This is a bad joke, everybody. But you do wish your mom had cancer too, don't you? No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was wow. Bad. That was bad. That was a horrible joke. It was horrible because it might be kind of true. That, but anyway, so uh, I, I, think that, I think that's got to be all edited out. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, got to be all edited out. No, it's just a, it's just a joke. It's a joke because she has cancer. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, I know. I, we're going to get to all in. of that. Yeah, it was just a, a quick little way in. But then, okay, so we could move real quick because these type of throwbacks. We're not trying to make these epic crazy discussions but the thematic elements of like the aesthetics of like, well first off first off from you sc- just said something that was highly offensive to me you said we're not trying to make this some giant epic but i'm pretty sure yeah. this movie ended four fucking times for me okay this yeah, was like the equalizer. this was like the equalizer i was no, like oh this is over twice. and then it was this and then it was that and then i was like oh wait we have to have christmas again oh wait there's a picture of mom oh that's right she yeah. passed away oh okay <laughs> and then it was like that you know like that was finally yeah. the ending right and how dare you guys yeah, use Equalizer as the forever end when we all know that oh, yeah, the last Lord of the Rings was the forever end. That's true. That's the ultimate yeah, that forever is end. Ultimate. That is yeah. the ultimate yeah. forever end. <laughs> and then he did The Hobbit, which is... I just saw I just saw The Hobbit last night, and I got to say... Like, oh, really? Yeah. The, and it was, I, it was okay. I, liked, I think the, yeah. the one prior was actually better than this one. Mm, okay. This one did feel a little bit more of like Return of the King a little bit. Yeah, like, that's like you just don't know how to end it. They just keep packing multiple stuff in endings. There. So when you're talking about Lord yeah. of the Rings, that's what I think about. Last night, there were several times where I thought the movie was over, and then another 20 minutes, and then another hour, and another <laughs> battle, and another orc, and another this, another that. Yeah. But, so this movie kind of like had man. that, if had that feeling because there, I don't feel like the direction. I only saw it in twice. I don't feel like the direction was as solid as it should have been. 
Meaning, I agree. I feel like there was a lot of lot of little loose ends. They tied them together, but around characters, which is fine when you're doing that. But then you layer in different well, themes, which throw it off. So there's different different styles, endings to yeah. end each different theme, genres even. You know? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So we have that super. We have these super dramatic kind of uh, dinner scenes. You know, very serious talking about you know gay people, Sarah Jessica Parker. What you know. Don't you wish your kids weren't gay? All this stuff, and then all of a sudden she's backing into a tree in the next scene, <laughs> and it's like the music <laughs> very changes. Boop, you know, boop, yeah, boop. yeah, yeah. But at very the same awesome time, it happens multiple times like that, dude. It's but at the like, same time, know, like I feel like know. that's kind of a realistic overreaction. No, but there's that a way you happen. can play it though. There's a way you can do that and not make it seem like it's. In but a Luke Wilson, movie. Luke Wilson comes out to the car. Like she gets into the car like three or four times. She tries to escape her problems. To go to the inn or whatnot, and then Luke Wilson's always the one. He's knocking yeah. with the moms. Here's here's some coffee. It's not all that good branch. at the end. Yeah, he's a human all every branch, time. Yeah. And then eventually he just gets in the car and they go to you know the local pub and get some beer. And then you're like, okay, now she's going to be fine. Now she's going to come back and realize what happened. And she was overthinking things. She's going to apologize, make things right. End of yeah. the movie. No, she's gonna all of a sudden get incredibly wasted. Wake up in Luke Wilson's yeah. bed, who happens to be Everett. You know Everett's younger brother's bed yeah and now it looks like she, we were under the impression that she has no clothes and that they slept together <laughs> right yeah and now it's like holy shit we have a whole new movie to go through now because now some this has like to a romantic confronted. comedy yeah but again yeah. this is why i said i like it because like the drama that happens when family gets together it's your family has a lot of drama and here you are talking about you like this movie because it has a lot of drama not my immediate family we don't really well no mike and i feel like it's your perspective on like what a family like you said well, yeah. what a family could be when you really have a family you realize a lot of the things that are going on in this movie are pushed to extremes in a way that are not super realistic you know like it's entertaining in terms of like a movie because it's going in all these weird directions but i think i told you multiple times during it too it's just like it feels so uncomfortable you know like they're just like kind of over the top when the when is it most uncomfortable for you because i feel like it's more character based when certain characters are around that it's more uncomfortable for you not just the movie as a whole uh i don't know I don't know. I mean, just that that dinner scene is probably the most uncomfortable. You know, I think we get a tease of it when but, she starts pointing at uh at the husband. Yeah, but that was just mostly when, the, the younger sister being black. a bitch. Yeah, remember? Yeah, but see, even that dude is kind of an overwrought thing of just exactly. like, kind of like it's like it's too much, dude. It's too much. And like a typical family, nobody is that upfront and honest typically. You know, but that's the thing is, I feel like this movie is jamming. Years and years. Like, if this was, like, the third or fourth time they met her, and this was all building and building and building, but for it to happen so suddenly over this one weekend, all these, you know, shifts, which I know it's a movie, so it's like we have to condense these things to try and have a story. But at the same time, even, like, Dermot, Mul- Dermot Mulroney uh, falling for the, si- the sister, like, like so, that. Okay, so, like, so. So quickly, it's just like. Well, that's the thing. Not, in that one like, that night, the in third. one night, that's mm-hmm. what's weird is how they yeah. have that contrast where yeah. one scene we're seeing Luke Wilson and Sarah Jessica Parker loosen up. He's being himself. She's being complete opposite of what she has been. Well, she's being drunk. Exactly, but she we don't see her cut loose or anything. She's very stoic. Yeah, it's and a everything. change. It's a change. She's We're stoic. supposed to observe it it's as a so, change. It's drastic, literally, because of alcohol. So we allow for that to happen. But then Maroni is all of a sudden having. I don't even know how he necessarily is with. Like how they ended up. Well, they're looking for her. She goes. To that's pick what her up at the bus. So that's right. So she disappears with him. No one knows that they both disappeared. Oh. Apparently, cell phones didn't oh, exist right. at this time. So. Well, they did. You saw it. It was the old flip phones and shit. Yeah, I, I used to have that. And, Rep- and call, they showed but him she, call it before they're together. No, she left her phone. She left her phone. That's what it was. That's what it was. She doesn't have it. So whatever. So they're gone. And then all of a sudden we go to these scenes where they're just romantically walking through the village that we keep seeing the same shot. The only – I call it a village because that's all we really see is this one street. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, The the city, the town, 
we see this, them walking, and it's very romantic. It's very like I'm expecting yeah. Matthew McConaughey to pop up or something. It's just very <laughs> again, it's like a different movie, but they're skipping like five steps ahead, and then it cuts boom to them cutting loose, having fun. So you're like, okay, she's doing her thing, he's doing his thing. You sense that something it's is cutting building back, yeah. up. It's cutting back and forth on purpose. Yeah, yeah it's you very, know, and very like, obvious what's going on. Yeah, which is it's fine for this movie type like this. It's just like we need to keep things moving along. Things need to change, and you know what I'm saying. Characters, so like that's why like Sarah Jessica Parker, like that was the movie's conflict is her with the family because of who she is, and then she changes in that moment. Like that's what we're supposed to observe. It's See, not I done. Still, it's, I never saw that as a change, though. But that's what the movie because is she trying goes, to say, though. The yeah. movie's trying to say this is her realizing because of Luke Wilson, she's never been around somebody like that, or at least not since she's been in New York and built up all this like professional like things. Dude, dude how's the movie open? See, going back, how does it open? Her at the mall. At a mall, dude. Yeah, she's at in a mall. mall. Shopping. But shopping. She's, oh, she's, oh, no, she's on the this phone. She's on the, she's on the phone. And she's on the phone. Yeah. He's shopping. Talking biz. And he, he like but, smiles. But still, like, it's yeah. like, dude, it's calmer. Like, their their relationship is that what that situation is, you know? So that tells you a lot. Like, I, I kind of like that opening in retrospect because it says a lot about them. Yeah, it definitely tells you that for sure. But yeah. what I was going to say is I don't think the first time she changes is until Luke Wilson at the very end is on his bed. And he does the pat, even though he has like a king Comes to daddy. bed. Yeah, that's when I think she actually changes. Because if you remember, when she wakes up, she goes right back to the... Well, that's what I'm saying. Because that's what's comfortable to her. That's all she knows. She's yeah. not under the influence anymore. That other exactly. side. She's, the night before, she explored exactly. that other side. But that's why I don't consider it a change. I see, maybe she dipped her toe No, but it's in the it. first process of change, yeah. No, okay. it's, a, it's the first part because yeah. now she's more comfortable with it. Now she experienced something dude, that Mike, she hasn't Dude, Mike, you know stories, dude. Like, that's the beginning. The, yeah. The, the, leading out yeah, of the no, second act. Yeah, third act. That's that. the turn. So even if you don't agree with it, that's what they're trying to do. I think Third act, buddy. Third that. act. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's going to happen. The Dunyu Mall. Dunyu Mall. The resolve of the conflict leading into the climax. That's what You know that. Anybody, you see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even and that's the thing is that a lot of movies try things they know how they're supposed to be are they pulling it off or not that's the thing and I feel like they don't really pull that off too much because I feel like there's so much that has to be going on in this situation that and Dan weren't you, didn't you the whole movie like as it was going you're expecting her to turn you're expecting her to be yeah you're waiting the whole time because you're like she's so over the top with this bitchiness that it's like at some point this has to be resolved she has to either she has to change or. It's going to be what is a shitty movie, which anyway, it's like, it is, but it's like, she didn't have to be that over the top with it at the beginning. I think it could have been more subtle. That's all. But she, and that's what and it, she, it's either her or the situation and it's not her that changes. It's the situation changes. Yeah. She kind of steps back, has a, you know, a retrospect look at her, herself in the relationship. And the, she brings her, her sister into the situation. And then her Somehow, sister, like, she sees, a lot of subconscious things going on, yep. like decisions, you know? She's witnessing how the family interacts with her, and why aren't they interacting like that with me? What am I doing different? She's very mm-hmm. self-conscious about everything, as Rachel McAdams clearly yeah. pointed out. And the dad. And the dad, eventually, yeah. So, I, so like I said, I've never seen this movie. I had a perception that I had seen it maybe because I had seen the trailer. And then in the trailer, you know, trailers can mislead you. So yeah. I thought this movie was like kind of a romantic comedy. I didn't think there was going to be this much like dramatic, emotional family stuff. I thought it was way more laid back. Racial, there's racial over. So, I mean, there's a lot threw of. me off. There's a, I mean, we're talking about race. We're talking about um, sexual orientation. We're talking about physical handicaps. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about you know a lot of different things. Uh, now we start they, bringing into the possibility of cheating with one another's relative, <laughs> with you know yeah. the brother cheating or the brother banging his brother's yeah. possibly soon to be fiance. Right. 
you know, familial incest, if you will. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of the, that, and then you have the mother dying of cancer. It's just it's a lot deeper than and that's I like it. No, no, <laughs> the trailer really makes it seem like it's. Like well, this, yeah, like a rom com. Like it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. things are kind of crazy, and they emphasize like that backing into the car stuff, or like them running around the house chasing each other until they wrestle each other to the ground. Shout out to John Williams of... on that paycheck. I like how they brought him back in for that. Yeah, that was that was John Williams, yeah. right? Yeah, I heard you saying that, but I just didn't know for I was like, sure because I was trying to think of the movie it was from that Home that Alone. Score. They're running down. Uh, it's the Home oh, Alone? airport. Yeah, it's yeah. in Home Alone, an airport. The They're running in the in the airport trying to catch the yeah. flight to France because they remember. Oh, the, that's the music. Okay. He microwaved the tickets because they spilled. They were late and all that. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's but the I just music that plays. Oh, that's our link back to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Good. Throw that, you can throw oh. that back to two weeks. Two weeks ago, Home Alone. Check and oh, car hitting something, backing into exactly. Yep. Yep. Remember? Hmm, <laughs> Snow. Hmm, what else can we? What Snow, else can we? Yeah. What else can we extract? Winter. Obvi- yeah, the obvious. Yeah. Right? Very obviously. But that's the thing. This this movie only gets comedic in those moments. Other than that, other than that, though, I mean, I just find it a little interest fascinating. Just knowing you for, I mean, shit, year for as long as I've known you, Mike. Um, <laughs> How long is that? That's a long time, right? It's a long know, time. Fourteen school? years? Huh? Fourteen years. 14 years. Yeah, fourteen years, man. Uh, I feel like I've even known him longer just because I have friends that went to school with him in middle school. We used to hear <laughs> tales of... Oh, I have some great images of his yearbook, by the way. Uh, you should burn this. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I, I, should, send, I should send the company email again. Oh, uh, yeah. Great. Um, yeah, but it's just interesting just that this is yours because, honestly, it's a very serious... Like Dan was just saying, it's a very serious film. It's a well, little serious moments. It has serious moments, yeah. but that's, they try to make it more serious than I, th- I personally thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be a little yeah. lighthearted you thought it was a little lighthearted. i've seen this movie a million times i still feel it was more lighthearted than last time i saw it than it was today like i'm kind of walking out thinking i'm a little depressed right now <laughs> like christmas movies i feel like should be a little uplifting like home alone nah, home alone gets a little depressing like they've had those little yeah. tones where it's really sad and then it picks up the family gets together mother arrives you know everything's well, good yeah well those were made for kids though well so that's a th- this movie i felt like this movie's trying to be more real. It's trying to not it's, be the typical, yeah, like oh, the holidays bring us together and all. They're, they're, this family's past that. They're just like, yeah, it happens to be the holidays, but it's going to be us just like hanging out. So the I kind of like that. I kind of like how the, the all the Christmas. I like how it's all. Sta- I like it how it's staggered though. The way that they were able to layer it within the the plot was. This person's arriving later. This person's arriving later. So it gives enough time yeah. to develop a relationship. Then this person comes in and you see how they fit. We right, develop that right. a little bit more. Then someone else comes in, you know? Yeah. Like Claire Danes, Luke Wilson, the husband of the pregnant chick. We actually see the husband for a quick second, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, There's none of those simple, like, depictions of, like, Christmas and holiday. We see them open presents in that one moment. And that helps like a little elongate dinner. the movie. I mean, that, that you know, that... Makes- well, it just, it just gives it a setting for... You know, how some families might feel. And, like, that's what he's trying to represent, I think, is just, like, real family stuff. But I think, personally, for me, it just wasn't handled in the best way it could, which is why I think the reviews weren't weren't great for it because it was kind of mixing what stuff. What were the reviews? Honestly, when it came out, I feel like it did okay. I well, think. We, we were just checking it out. Yeah, it was, like, 51% positive reviews on, on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was, like, a 50 So it's close. Back. It's close It's close to a passing grade for them. Yeah, pretty close. And the consensus, I guess, is that, yeah, it just kind of mixes a lot of different tones and... And stuff, which for some families, that's that could be very true. Like you do have those moments of like bickering and fighting, and those moments of like love and whatever. And so, is this a movie that you feel like you ever want to watch or need to watch again? Uh, me personally, no, not really. Okay, so if let's just say next year, you know, yeah, no, like I like to stick to the uh, feel good. 
Like I don't typically like super feel goody movies, you know. You want you want Ernest to save Christmas. That's what you yes. want. Ugh. Yes, that was my that, no. that and Bad Santa were my my second and third picks. But Bad Santa's not a feel good movie. It is though, it kind actually, of. It actually is. Yeah, with him and the kid, dude, the, and the way he treats it, like it, it's just like it's being very honest with what it's trying to do. Like this movie doesn't know. I feel like it doesn't what know it what wants it wants to, to be. be. Right, exactly. It's like it has that kind of confusion, even though it's in the guise of trying to be real. So it's like, but it like in the midst of trying to be real, you're mixing genre. It's just like, yeah, it just doesn't really work. And it's a hard thing. It's, I, I applaud them for trying or whatever. And I was just thinking about the name of it, the family stone. Like that doesn't even have to be a Christmas thing. It just happens to be around Christmas and the family stone being the ring, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like the stone on your finger. And I was looking at the poster, dude, like the front of it is like the hand with the, the ring, hand right? with the ring, with the ring finger sticking up, which at first glance looks like a middle finger. Right. Yeah. But it's the, you're like, Oh, it's the ring finger. Okay. Which is kind of a, it should let you know actually it should prepare you for what's coming. well it has that feel good moment because then the mother finally gives in after everything after we already know that he's not going to marry this chick he's going to bang Claire Danes he's going to be with the sister he's not going to be with Sarah Jessica Parker now the mother comes around and gives the ring to you know and says Merry Christmas you know and then it's like oh this is kind of a feel good but it's like tainted yeah it, but you know what I was thinking about because like the is the last moment. We see the mom as her, like, on the floor in the kitchen. Oh, when they all... Like, when they all fall and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think that's that. the last moment, and then she's dead. And that was a feel-good moment. And that yeah. was a good moment, yeah. That was fine. I was trying to think, what was the last moment we saw the mom? Because they didn't, they didn't overdo that. It could have been uncomfortable because... They could have overdone that even more and been like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to hug you. Even, like, as an audience, we would know that or whatever. But instead, it was like a happy-go-lucky, fun moment. It wasn't a moment of shittiness. Because so. honestly, I didn't even think about the mother. And then when they're hanging so up the, very the ornament, end. when they hang up yeah. the ornament, yeah, I forgot she wasn't even there. And then you see the picture, and then it's like, okay, and then they hug. It. I think that was that it's was touching. Good. That was very touching. And I'm not used to anything touching, warming the heart and the soul coming from Mike and his choices. But that was, you know, yeah, yeah, it has those moments. Yeah, that was unique. Yeah. So you're gonna watch this three more times before Christmas, probably. <laughs> Wow, I, I, I just right. can't. Like, I, I mean, I, I just can't. I, I, I like it's okay. I just can't. <laughs> like I said, I can't explain why I like it. I just do. I see all the same flaws you guys see. But no, that's fine. We all have I those. Like we all have those movies that it's like it just hits us for certain reasons. And uh, despite all the flaws, it's like I like it. But Dan, Dan you're, you're over it. it. You, you yeah, for it? me, it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't hit me that way. It just doesn't hit me that way. Hated so. it. Was it one of those moments for you? No, okay. I didn't hate it. It did, it did have, like, okay moments. It's just like I see through a lot of the things that they're trying to do, and it's just, like, not handled. And I do want to remind our way. audience, this is coming from the guy who loves Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> so, just in all fairness. Yeah. Just I love all, all the Ernest movies. Anything Ernest. I've like, never seen Ernest Grew up movie. on all those. Dude, so, when you grow up on those in six years old, it's like, it's going to happen. Ernest and Pee Wee Herman, no idea what they are. <laughs> yeah, all, dude, all I know about Pee Wee Herman is he like flashed someone in a movie theater. That was he the first time I ever heard of him in a movie theater in Florida. That was the first time I ever heard of him. But I it mean, wasn't just a movie. That's theater. not fair. Yeah, it was a porn movie fair. theater. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what you do there, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Is that Tell what you? Me. I don't know. They Why don't do those anymore. exist? I've never understood that. that was, it's like a strip club? No, back in the day, you don't have porn. Back in the day, you go on TV. Yeah, you didn't have a VCR. What are you gonna? Yeah, go watch it with some. You could have just went to a strip club and then not been able to do anything either. Hmm. Spend thirteen ninety five to go watch a skin flick, or spend three hundred and fifty dollars for the champagne room. 
Just saying. Why are you spending that much for the champagne room? If he's going to go watch a skin flick, he can just watch the girl on the pole. To to but I'm just saying he can just watch the girl on the pole if he's already got to just watch a, a movie. But there's no pleasure. He can't whip out his dick in the street. Like, that's what he wanted to do, you're, obviously. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that at either place. So. <laughs> Yeah, no. He learned a hard that's lesson. That's not fair to him, yeah. He learned a hard lesson. I like that guy. I've heard enough interviews with him. I, you know, That's not right to write him off for that. But I, I understand that that's why you would. You know. also know him from Mystery Men. Come on. What the hell is Mystery Men? Mystery Men, Blow. Remember Blow? He, that was like yeah, his Blow. He was actually, that was thing. a big one. Blow I have no idea. One. That was right after Mr. Johnny Depp. I've seen Blow, but I don't remember him in it. You didn't even know that was him. You that's didn't even why. recognize the him. Hair, yeah, the long hair. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm right. glad. I'm glad we had this heartwarming <sighs> experience today. Watching yeah. the Family Stone. Normally, when I've watched this film, it's been with uh, a female and my onesie and the fireplace crackling. Why are you wearing a onesie? Why not, man? That's just weird. <laughs> you get matching onesies. You've never done that. That's extra Footy work pajamas. to get out of. Uh, no, they're special ones. Just a zip down. It's just yeah, a zip just down. <laughs> just <laughs> he wears it backwards. <laughs> so that, that the butt flaps oh, in the front. Wow. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad I got to share this experience with you guys because honestly, if I watched it by myself, I probably may have not finished it because I would have thought it ended 30 minutes prior to when it actually did. But... You know, it was nice to get your take on it because every time we do see a movie, Mike, there's always a running commentary. So I appreciate that uh, because you couldn't really get defensive about this movie. You're like, I like this fucking movie. Suck my dick. Yeah, it's and not great. I don't I just, care. You I know? like it for what it is or whatever. You know, so it's just it is what it is. And so I'm That's... trying to think with your mindset. And again, it's okay. I just I'm not going to rush out and make sure my future kids watch this film. And it's not going to be our family thing because it's a little depressing. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that would be my thing either. I just. Question, like question. Before this movie, what was your holiday movie? Or what would be, yeah, what would be your... Before this movie was out, what thing, was the one? Second pick? Probably uh, Christmas Vacation. I didn't really like oh, Christmas right, okay. at all as a kid. Like I used so to you weren't big it. on holiday films to begin with? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So if there was one... But that one wasn't sure. really about Christmas. It was just funny. So was yeah, that's true. One. Yeah, you had like an advent calendar. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. The fact that they call it Christmas was... What, you know, like it's not politically correct. You don't see a lot of things being called this and that Christmas thing, yeah. you know, unless it's somehow critical of the holiday or something. Yeah. But they're just out like, yeah, dude, this is a, this is a, um, what do you call it? Uh, what do you, what do you call it? Oh, wasps. This is like a waspy white family, you know, possibly Protestant, possibly going to church just on Christmas Eve real quick, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yep. But good throwbacks. Anything to add, anyone? Uh, well, anything I think to plug? I think uh, a few. Th- uh, is there anything to plug? I mean, that's a that's a very loaded question. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't have any plug. No, Mike, you have nothing. Go to plug. see. Uh, go see Inherent Vice because I don't think we're going to do it on this podcast. But oh, I'm so fucking mad that you saw it because I've been dying to movie. see it. It's a dead serious film movie. Mike will hate it. It's playing at the. Like it's it playing at the Century, much. right? It's playing like five. It's playing like five theaters. theaters. Yeah, yeah, not too many. Yeah, slow rollout maybe. So, All right, but it's awesome. Uh, any uh, any of you seen the Hobbit? Aside, am I the only one over here? Not yet. Yeah. Okay, I haven't so, even seen the second one. It's oh, the second one's actually one really bored me to death. So I was like, no, Whoa, second one's actually second one's good. Third one's a little of a letdown, but it's yeah, just wrapping on, up everything. So that's what you expect, right? Yeah, if you're on board with those, then you got to. Uh, any of you seen any other movies this month for, to end out this year? Anything else you guys seen? Are you trying to just talk about top, top five? five? Yeah. Oh no, I just <laughs> asking. Is there anything else? I did forget about that, but thank you for bringing it up. Shout yeah, out! Five. Yeah, shout out to my good. bosses. What's I up? I saw the interview. It was amazing. 
<laughs> Fuck North <Man>. Korea. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Okay, so what do you think of that? Top five. Yeah, good. Very you like funny. that? Good approval? Funny movie. Yeah, laugh out loud. I had my eye, like, water in my eyes a couple times. Okay, okay. Tears of uh, I, laughter, it's, which is saying a lot, you know? It's, so it's, it's, rare, it's rare to have those moments from a, from a writer, director, and star all wrapped into one. Yeah, yeah, dude. Flick. And there's so many, there's like guest appearances that come out of nowhere that you're You like that like, ending, oh right? Oh my God. The ending? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> those cameos are quite interesting, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say who it is because <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, even know yeah, they were in it because I want to see the movie. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Michael, you haven't it, seen dude. it. Douches. What was the last movie you saw in theaters with us? Or in general, I'm trying to think, Mike. Uh, fuck if I know, dude. Fuck if you know. It was a while ago because we had trouble meeting up for a That's my point. We're wrapping out the year. It was a while ago. Well, okay. This is going to be our last episode of 2014, so I feel like it is very appropriate for us to at least name the best movie that we as a group. Equalizer. Hands down. Funniest comedy of the year. Hashtag sarcasm. No, no. Funniest comedy of the year. The best movie we saw was Gone Girl, I think. Pretty sure. Mike? I'm sticking with Equalizer. Mine would be Gone Girl with Birdman second. Oh, Birdman. Yeah, I forgot about Birdman. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, it was smart and it was a little yeah, edgy and it was a little... If you want to laugh till you pee on yourself, go see Equalizer. Don't expect it in the first 30 minutes. You can't go see expect it Expect it at 31 minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> look look for the Photoshop picture. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to our episodes back in, uh, I believe it was September, where we covered the Equalizer. Nail guns, new balances, you know. Yeah, Home Depot, Home Depot yeah. the movie. All right, I'll see you guys in uh, 2015. Peace. Yay, yay.